Welcome to episode 86 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. It would be fun is we switch that. <gasps> <laughs> where I one time come on and I'm like, welcome to the oh! Muck Podcast. <laughs> that would be so that much be funny. fun. Yes. <laughs> that would be funny. I love this podcast wow. called The Dollop. And oh. it's so good. But sometimes they do, they call them, and because Dave Anthony hosts it, and Gareth Reynolds is like this little sidekick who like yes. makes voices and comments on all these. It's history. It's all about yeah. history. It's so funny. Like weird, crazy things in history. Yeah, I have it on my, it's you know, so like good. I follow it because yes. now you don't subscribe, you follow on Apple. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think I've listened to one. Or, I feel oh. like I have so many things that it's. They're so funny. I, I have to, I need to put some funny because I'm always yes. listening to like dark death yes. murder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's really good. It's a lot like our podcast probably, but there's one guy telling the story and the other person just comments. Oh, I like that. So sometimes that. they do reverse dollops where Gareth will tell the story. Oh, that's and cute. Dave, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love oh it. Oh my God. So um, we missed the perimenopause tour uh, this <laughs> week. <laughs> I was like, God, I forgot something. You're right. So we bought tickets to see Atlanta. Morissette, Liz Fair, and Garbage. Yeah, it was supposed to happen last June or last August. Or no, June. July. It was June. July. July. Yeah, in 2020, and then that fucking got blown away thanks to this COVID. I don't know if yes. you've heard of this thing called COVID. I know. Um, and then so they, they rescheduled they, it in in the middle of a state of emergency yeah. in West Palm Beach. Yeah. So it's like they canceled it when it was less cases, yeah. but they kept but it. Alanis on. was like, "Fuck you guys, I'm coming." Yes. And uh, and but I Liz have Liz to Fair tell you, us, uh, uh, backed Liz out. Fair backed out. Which but someone was else bad... showed up. Uh, oh, I don't know. Rose. Oh, gosh. I don't know, but I saw people posting who went, and I was very upset yeah. that I forgot <laughs> it was yeah. on August 18th, and I had tickets, and I did yeah. not go. I didn't go either. But I but love Alanis Morissette. I was also kind of nervous about being in yeah. this hotspot, and I just was I like, I got to tell know, you, even I don't the, know. But the people I saw that had seats, like seat seats, not lawn seats, um, there did not seem to be a lot of people there. Yeah, I think I a was lot of people. really surprised. So my sister-in-law went. <gasps> oh, yes, she, she did. She went and she said lawn was like crowded. Oh God, that's where we would have been. That's where we would have been. So I'm like, Ugh. and she, so she took me, Yolanda, yo, oh. yo. Hi. She Hello. took me and the boys yesterday yes. to do the sea turtles. That's right. And have you ever gone to help with the Tina uh, digging out the nest for sea turtles? You know, you're asking me this okay, question. No, do you, you think, have. what do you think? No. Thank you. Okay. okay. <laughs> I've never dug out a damn sea turtle. So, uh, one, it's so interesting because you go mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, look, there's turtle, there's tracks. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a turtle oh, track. Cool. And you follow the track <gasps> to see like where it's coming out to see if maybe they had missed a nest and then they mark that location because then you'll see like there's a lot of little like squiggles but the squiggles it was so cute because like they would come out and then you'd see them like they get turned around and they don't go towards the water there's little like twisty turns in it trying to get to where they're supposed to go and then sad part you would see like yes a bird's yes bird tracks Mm -hmm. and then like the turtle track has stopped i know i've seen this in a movie where they the turtle you're like rooting for this turtle to get to the water and it finally gets there but there's birds and crabs fox fox marks there was one where a fox had gotten to the nest yeah but then you like dig it out and they have to count like how many whole eggs are left how many shells had hatched are there any that are they call them pips that are like Halfway in the shell, halfway out. Oh. So we they the first one we went into, there was a little pip like coming out. He was still alive. So you have to like crack so you, it, like get no, the, no, no. Oh, you, you take don't. it out and you, they come out naturally. But then if they come out, you put them then in um, the bucket. You drop them at this local gumbo limbo. Yes. Oh, love gumbo limbo. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, one of them was like going the wrong direction sideways instead of up. And so like she had to get him out the side. Now this is cute. Yeah, now I'm in so it. cute. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. So yeah, they mark it. So certain nests they mark like, okay. And then 72 hours later you go back and you dig out and see, and then the ones that were marked the three days prior, those are the ones that did the digging and they get assigned. It's incredible. And she's a volunteer for nine years. Wow. Nine years. That's commitment. Yeah. Um, so my dark brain, let me just go there because it's been a terrible weekend. So let's just go to a dark brain. My dark brain is these turtles are doing what nature is telling them to do, right? They crack out of this egg. They, they, they wiggle their way. They yes. don't, no bird, no fox, no crab has grabbed they, them. Right. They and they have no They finally defenses. get to the ocean 
And it's all instincts once they get out there too. Right. Like they start following this the current currents. Yeah. Like it's it's an amazing. It's and incredible. then they come back what to where done. they yes to put you to yes. have okay. Except humans have like plastic out there. They're yes. getting caught in like fucking nets, oh, plastic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where my head is. Like all of these natural instincts, and here are humans who are going to fucking it. ruin it for and you. And if you've been to Gumbo Limbo, you see oh, like in the rescue center, yes. like the things that are stuck on the on mm-hmm. these animals, and how long and it takes. Tur- oh, what's God. incredible to me there too is how so how sad. long it takes things to degrade. Like yeah. those balloons, those uh, mylar balloons, never, yeah. never, no. ever, ever. We degrade. we are we are disgusting. Oh yeah, we are harmful. We are oh, yeah. selfish. Oh yeah. And, I mean, but even now they the say worst. like the, the, the seafood that we eat mm. because there's so much like, because the way the plastic breaks down, the molecules of it, the smallest are, are it's, that's just, we are now consuming it. Oh my via, God. Like some of the fish that we are eating. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's what we deserve. Well, but you're a vegetarian. What's, so you yes. are getting out of all of this. <laughs> but I mean, don't you think we deserve to choke on our own plastic? Yes. Like that's the, that's what we, that's what we deserve as human yes. beings. Right, let me um god god everything makes me mad I wanted, and then oh yeah i, I gotta i want to say well i know every week we're talking about florida and covid but Do this it. morning in sun sentinel oof uh, did you see the number no, it was I five thousand five thousand yeah. people i think in the past week have died in the state of florida and instead of touring the hospitals or seeing what the hell he can do to help in this crisis he is still on this 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 like he's a megalomaniac he's like on this tirade to attack school board members like we're just trying to live here he is literally it is he is they're following through on the threat yeah do not pay school board members now there's i think six counties in florida including yeah you posted something today i was like sarasota county is a red county and it's the first to say which is on the west coast of florida just below tampa they're the first to say no 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 we're 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 doing a mask mandate and all of these school board members are risking their pay and like our friend Sarah Leonardi, who's a school board member in Broward County, said, I'm not here for the money. Right. I'm, I, I wanted to run for the seat, and I, I won the seat because I want to take care of these kids and yeah. keep them safe. So take my staff. fucking money. Gone. Gone, you know? then. And you like know? we were saying prior to recording, uh, Hillary's talking about the, the, the staffing at these schools. Yeah. There are, um, you know, as an educator, I'm teaching an extra class because yeah. there's not enough teachers. Yeah. Um, there are not enough bus drivers. Hello. There are not enough just staff personnel. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're already like pushed as far as we can be pushed. Like, can we have some support? And I'm going to say something else because I received an email yes last night from one of my te- my daughter's teachers from last year. She's at a public middle school, and she attempted to put a thank you note with a gift card into hit to give to him at the last day of school, but they wouldn't let her walk to that side of the campus. Once the bell rang, they're like, everybody get the fuck out, right? So <laughs> the security's like, guard's like, I can't, you can't walk in here. And she's like, well, I, I have this card. You know, she wrote, hand wrote and like drew this whole Aww. beautiful card, right? To give to her teacher who she, I, I can't even tell you the impact this man had on my daughter's Aww. life. It's it's incredible. Like I, I'm going to cry. It's like, he's an amazing human being. And so I love, I, I, you know, so, uh, and she's a special kid. So it's like the fact that that he noticed it and yes. like took, you know, he's just such a great guy. So she, the security guard said, I'll put it in his mailbox so for two months. So we <gasps> don't know. in the mailbox. <laughs> so yesterday or whatever, Thursday or Friday at school, he came into her classroom. And he's like, thank you. And she's like, you're welcome. Aww. She had no idea what the fuck it was, but she's like, I think he just got the car from two months ago. <laughs> and I was like, well, at least he got it. Yeah. So he sends me an email and he's, he went through how he's like, I really hope that she just gave this and it hasn't been sitting there. But I was like, no, it has been sitting there. But he just went through like what an an incredible child this is. And she came to me this way from you. And I just saw her go from this like shy kid to this confident young girl. Like just, he's like, you just hope to have some impact on one kid. Oh my God. Like you just want to do, have this one positive. This is an email from a public school teacher in Broward County who went out of his way on a Saturday afternoon to send me this thank you email for the gift card, right? But also to be like, this card made me cry. It was incredible. Like, of course, she wouldn't let me read what was in the card because, you know, teenagers. But uh, that's what 
that's what teachers do. They have positive, incredible impacts on children. That's what you want as yes. an educator, I'd imagine. Like to do, like shift yeah, no, their it's view. All, it's or, all about you know, making them feel, this was the spiel I gave my kids. I was like, I want you to walk out of here in a year feeling confident yeah. that you can do this. Cause I'm like, oh, cause a lot of kids are like, I hate writing. I yes. hate, I'm like, all of you are writers. You're writers today. Yes. What are we, you know, this is what teachers are doing. Like, it's not I'm like about the raw, raw, raw cheerleader. Yes. And you should have funding. You should have resources. You should have everything at your disposal that you fucking need. And, and it shouldn't be about docking pay about mass. Yeah. Our public education is way fucking underfunded in Florida. Way underfunded. And so you should and be he's concerned still about on that. that damn federal money. Yes. He's got Come money on. sitting there. And we talked about that. It's, it's unreal. It's unfucking real. And it's unfair. And it's unfair. But we have real teachers are. <laughs> They're not babysitters for your kids. Oh, if no. for the very best you could hope for is that they have an incredible impact on your child. Like right. this teacher and had I on mean, my daughter. And like in every, listen, in every profession, you're going to have teachers that are really good. Of course. And you're going to have on, people that not, do oh, right. like the bare minimum, right? But Fine. for the most part, I feel like teachers want to do a good job. They want to, they want, Please. you know, they want kids to get something out. They want them to learn. Of course. And right. have fun. Listen. God dang it. Motherfuckers. <laughs> so I, I have quite a few things I want to talk about. <laughs> now, oh my God. Now okay. I feel like I'll have to bring some oh, stuff I up have, at the uh, end. God, I have one other thing I have to okay, bring Okay, go up. ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you that I was so upset when I heard about this. No. Bob Dylan. What? Did you hear about this? No. The sex assault allegation? No. And I... Tina! I know. Can I have I'm anybody? Like, that's what I'm saying. Now I gotta burn his fucking uh, records? I'm like... When, when? So, From okay. years ago? Or what so is it? So I guess in the state of New York, there was this... They These had men! They had done this thing where you um, could still bring forward a sexual assault... Oh my gosh. ...like allegation. Because, okay. you know, the statutes of limitation, blah, blah, blah. But there was this thing where it's open. And it was just about to close, saying, like, for past things, like... They had this window, and it was the last day oh, shit. of when this was going to close. And this woman came forward from talking about from 1960 something. Whoa! That when she was 12. No, 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 no. That when she was 12, she was like plied with drugs and all of it. That's what that is her claim. Holy shit! And of course, his camp is like, no, no, no. That the the year that that was was like in the height of his like heyday of being like on a shit ton of drugs. Um, and it's that some, I know, but that's what I keep saying. Like it's a 12 year old. So I don't know like what's happening with that. If oh, I, just, my but God. if that ends up being like oh, the no. reality of the situation, Go like fuck yourself, uh, I'm out. And I, I love Dylan. Like, come but on. I feel can like, we, like, can we have nothing? We can't have anything have because anything. pig men are pigs, but let me say something else. 12. There's no excuse for 12. And there's no excuse for 12, but also like, you can't tell me you did this one time and it was like, well, no, there have to be other people. Well, that's the thing. Come on. That's the thing. So if more people start coming, who knows? Oh, God damn it. But he, uh, of course, and she's suing him for millions and millions and millions of dollars. So then there's the whole like, is it, you know, do, it's it's so. Well, it's, that's how they say, they try, you know, play, play against her, but. So I. I heard that and I was like, oh, great. Why, why don't why? we just go home? What, why? what are we, we, we're going to lunch after this. I'm going to have a big fucking drink. Why? I just want it now. Just give yes. it to me now. We need All it right. Now. So here's what I got. Here's my list. So at first I want to say thank you to Alfredo and Joe oh, and Kelly yes. for uh, sending us their, inf- their cards and Our COVID being a- PSA. Yes. <laughs> and being a part of what we're calling a little thank you. Yes. Oh, it's a little thank Thanks. you. Um, and today we're recording more, which I'm really excited about. <gasps> Super more excited. People. Yes. And so, all, I, I can't, there's uh, one in particular I we know haven't who, talked to it so long I'm excited about. I'm excited about that too. When she said yes, I was like, yes, bitch. Um, and so it's still happening. So if you want to be a part of this, if you want to be on the podcast, we really didn't know what we were going to yes. do. And I was editing all the clips from last week and I called Tina. I'm like, what do you want me to do with this though? Yes. Like, what should we do? <laughs> should we put it all out as one thing or should we put them out like one at a time? And so we decided to put them all out the yeah. next day as like one long thing. So you can be on our podcast. We will yes. put out the episode. You'll have your own little section on the, on the, on the episode where we talk to you about whatever you're doing. Yes. And also thank you for getting yes. vaccinated. Yes, yes, um, yes. It's, we got, we got to get people yes. vaccinated. Just, uh, <laughs> just, you know, 
um, you know, text us, DM us, yes. like reach out and just say, Hey, I want to do it. Yeah. And, and let's do it. We'll do it. I'd love <gasps> it. I'd love it. I want to do them all for the next 10 years. Yes. I don't give a fuck till COVID's gone. Oh my God. Um, so I know I missed the Lance Morissette, but I did not miss a live show on Friday. I what? went out. I went out, girl. I went out. You went out? <laughs> Mama said, I'm going out. <gasps> yes. And so I went out and with my friend Chelsea, I met her at a bar called Laser Wolf, which I had never oh. been to before. Oh, I've, I'm familiar with it. Was, um, it's like the art district. Yes, yes in yes, Fort Lauderdale. Yes. It used to be... Oh, God. Oh, my God. I know you. I knew you would know this. Yeah. Mud House. The Mud... It was a coffee shop. Uh, when Chelsea right. was describing it to me, I, I said, I guarantee you? you fucking Tina went there. Ooh, <laughs> I was there in its heyday. 90s, right? Oh, yes, girl. Yeah. Ooh, I, re- I have some stories from the Mud House. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on our special episode. Yes, you got to tune into Patreon because, ooh, okay. ooh, I got two good stories. But one, they used to have the cigarette man. Ooh. And it was like all the cigarette butts of people. And they made like a dude out of cigarette butts that was up what? on the wall. Yes. I love the mud house. Yeah, apparently it was Ooh. a huge deal. I don't. Ooh, I don't think out I in that ever... parking lot. What? I... <laughs> <laughs> I never went there. I've never been there. Oh, but then I'd never gone to Laser Wolf either, which is fucked up because I know the the two guys that own it, these brothers, the Bellis brothers. I went to school with. I went oh. to school with Chris. Jordan's a little younger. He's my brother's age, so I know he knew my brother. Um, cool. And I, when I saw Chris there, I said, yeah, cool. It's my first time here. He goes, that's almost, it's almost been 10 years. So that's <laughs> time I'm going to fucking show up. It'd be great. Um, but I went to go see um, Riculous, who's like, a, he's from Jacksonville. He's like a singer. Uh, so fucking good. I love Ooh. this music so much. Like I fell, I found it because of somebody else. So there's this like local I mean, I'm going to say legend and his name's Blue Birdie and he's like a rapper, but he's also, he's just such a fucking cool guy. He started this thing called anti-hate adventure boys and it's like an apparel clothing line, but it's also like the amazing, a portion of the proceeds go to all these like fucking incredible, like anti-hate organizations and like local groups. And he's a little politically involved with things. And so we follow each other on Instagram and I bought an anti-hate adventure boy shirt, but it's fucking blowing up. And I had never met him. And so his name, real name is Jacques. And so Jacques said to me, so he's there. And so he's with Chelsea as I walk up and he's like, Hey, oh, we're friends on the internet. God. And I was like, Oh my God. And he goes, uh, it's like anti-hate, anti-hate adventure boy. I go, Oh my, I, I couldn't, yes. I didn't put those two things together. So we start talking about local politics. Can he come on the show? So I said, <gasps> um, I'd love for you to come on the podcast. Oh my God. I would love to talk about music and politics. Yes. Oh! Girl, he's incredible. So he, Oh wait, can he do it live? I was oh! going to ask him to come in. <laughs> I was like, we have microphones. Yes. But he, okay, so. So, so he is friends with the guy, Riculus or Rick, who, yeah. who was the singer last that, that night. Um, they were in a band together. And so Rick was singing a song. And at one point, Blue Birdie comes up and like raps on it. It was so fucking good. Oh. Tina. It was all outside in this like giant courtyard that, you know, you know, the courtyard yes. that's there. And it was fucking amazing. I was out till like one o'clock oh in the morning. Oh my God. So <laughs> Riculous, what band were they in? Um, I think it was called Hurricane Party, which is okay. a great name. But they're Florida boys. You yes. know, I'm fucking here for Florida people. Yes. Like, I'm sorry, but we got. I need to look these. I need to look Riculous up because this there's something familiar about this. Yeah. I'll send it um, to you. If he was in other stuff besides that other thing. Yeah, he was. I wonder. I, I think he was because he's been in other. Was others. he down here local? Jacksonville. Oh, so he was never down here. I don't think so. Okay. Super cute though. I mean, like the nicest guys and Blue Birdie sent me a message the next day and he's like, it was so nice to meet you. I'm sorry I got distracted by a hundred people. I'm like, dude, no problem. I understand. Oh. I said, but I'm going to ask you to be on the, po- yes. I said to him that night, I'd love for yes. you to be on the podcast, but I said, I'm going to send you a message. I think you'd be a great guest. So I'm yes. like fucking Let's here do for this. It. We need it. Yeah. Let's just oh, do it. I'm fucking, yeah. All right, listen, done. Listen, we're cut, done. Can we call you right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I also wrote down Doc Martens because I'm wearing my new Doc Martens and I wanted to tell you that, but you saw oh, them when you walked I in, did. so that's okay. Um, this is what something, this is an example of what you would wear to Mudhouse. Yes. Okay. Um, With my little baby doll dress. <laughs> my, little, my little knee highs. Tina, I got to see a picture of this. Uh, my last <laughs> thing is that we just had, I mean, we're like 20 minutes in, who cares? Uh, it's just had, we just had a little muck with Maya Grant. Oh my God. Which we recorded last Sunday. She was incredible. I mean. Brilliant. brilliant. Completely fucking brilliant. Brilliant. And it, you know, sometimes artists can like get too about it. You know what I mean? Like they go to, they're, they're just like, uh, you no, know, like, no, no, no. She, she was, fact, so was like the in, opposite of that. Yes. Yeah. It was so in tune with like 
what this is about, yes. who this is for. And I was just so fucking intrigued by her. Oh, I watched, I watched the pregnancy. The you thing did? of her on stage. <gasps> Will she jump through hoops of fire? Uh, she, there was this whole thing where she's just like there, like naked. Like It's interesting. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Pregnant, beautiful. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's amazing. Because I was like, I need to go. See, I just need to go like look at more of her stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I yeah. loved it. I think I thought and we've done. I've said this. To and you she's also a co-host of the Sauce Podcast. Yes. And but sometimes yeah. we have guests where I say I say I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe this will be good. We'll see. And every time I say that, they blow me the fuck right. away. Amazing. She blew. And, but it was from the second that you said this feminist spiritualism. Oh, it's I, like the, I, the rest of the interview was like, I'm yeah, out of my mind. I, I, could, I started reading about it and I was like, I have to ask her about oh this because it was just fascinating yes. to me. Yes. Fascinating. <gasps> All right. Well, listen. All right. Are we ready to start? <laughs> I mean, and listen, if no, you don't want to listen to us chat, <laughs> just hit you know fast forward yeah. that's all yeah that's all i mean we know but, people don't have a lot of time covid's a uh, running rampant but, but <laughs> the chit chat's always fun okay yeah. but by the way the only part that alfredo listens to our oh. executive producer he goes i don't listen to the stories i just listen to this, the best part of you guys talking and i'm like oh that's nice <laughs> oh that's nice. oh my god his hair it is, I love, so he's like, can you FaceTime me? Yes, he's and I just scream. He's yes. like, Hillary did the same thing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he asked me I last love week, it. can you Silver FaceTime? Fox. I want to show you. Silver Fox. I want to show you something. And I was like, oh, okay. So he's, he does it and I almost fucking dropped the phone. He's had, he had this beautiful well, brown one, he's hair. Got, but his hair is so nice. Yes. His it's like beautiful thick, hair beautiful like yes. texture yes he's got great hair and he just dyed it to where it's like all gray and silver it That's looks it. so fucking gorgeous it looks and so good i was like what is this you trying to copy me it's like that we're making white hair and then he came to my office the next day to pick up a check for for dolphin stuff and we took a picture together i'm like now we look like fucking twins <laughs> we look like twins i love it oh he's He's so looks, handsome. I mean, I mean, any color. His hair could be any color. Oh, forget about it. I mean, but it looks so, so good. good. And oh. I love silver fox. Baby. Yes, bitch. Oh so my god. Cute. All okay. right. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Go. We're ready. All right. So today, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you the story of Operation Underworld. Ooh, Ooh. mafia. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. After Japan's surprise attack on a U.S. naval base, the U.S. officially entered World War II. Mm-hmm. But when they wanted to counter Axis spies, avoid the capture of war supply ships, and more, the Navy makes a secret pact with an unlikely ally. Whoa! What? This is incredible. I know. This is so exciting. All right. So our story takes place primarily along the northeastern seaboard ports of the U.S., New York specifically. Mm-hmm. And just to give a brief background again, you know me, I'm not going to dive into the history, but just a brief little bit with World War II, 1939, Germany under Hitler invades Poland. That's the start of the war. The U.S. doesn't get involved right away. Supplies were provided to allies, but it wasn't until D-Day, until that December 7th, uh, 1942, after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, that the U.S. officially joins the Allied front. And we have that famous... Uh, line from FDR, you know, the day that will live in infamy, mm-hmm. and we are sort of in it. And one large concern during the war was spying, espionage, right? And the slogan, I always love the slogan from the era, which is loose lips sink ships. Yeah. <laughs> and there was this fear of spies overhearing information that could compromise military intelligence, and that was a big concern. So um, what really caused that concern, according to history.com, was uh, what happened was there was this ship, the USS Normandy, and it was um, sort of being prepared. It was a French luxury cruise ship, and it was being outfitted mm. to become a troop transport ship. Yeah. And it was at Manhattan's Pier 88. And this fire breaks out on the ship, and the ship ends up sinking. Oh, shit. And so there were some thoughts that, that it was like spies, like, like sabotage. That was sabotage, like yeah. something happened. Other people say, well, it could have just been like a normal fire, but I think things were really heightened at yeah, the time that they paranoid. just said, hey, maybe this is this yeah. thing. And they thought, thought somehow that they were infiltrating U.S. ports, specifically in the New York harbors. 
So they end up turning to the mafia to try and get help to get info and intel Wow. Like you, because they ran the ports, right? So you guys right, run the that ports. Makes sense. It's a lot of Italians. Italian is uh, Italy's working with Germany, mm. so they're like, you can use your people to kind of like listen in and like give us info on whether or not like there's this pro-fascist community or something, or people are doing stuff. Wow. So, um, the mob at the time that kind of held the power at the docks was the the Genovese family Ooh. and that was led at the time by Lucky Luciano. Yeah. So he was, <laughs> he happened to be in jail at the time yeah. but um <laughs> according to infamous New York the US felt like they really had little other choice like they were like this is really the only people we can turn to for help mm. because at the time the uh the Nazis were sinking close to 650,000 tons of cargo monthly. Wow. So, you know, I, there was probably some urgency, which is, that's huge. And again, there was a lot of Italian immigrants. There were a lot of people with Italian backgrounds working there. And again, they thought maybe there was this allegiance to Mussolini mm. um, and that they would be easily swayed to, again, give information or things like that. So they end up reaching out to um, a member of the Genovese family. His name was Joseph Sox Lanza. And according to Ellen Katowski's Mental Floss article, the Office of Naval Intelligence meets up with Lanza and basically says, look, we need an informant, someone who can tell us what's going on at the port, someone who can report shady behavior. Um, you know, is anybody pro-Nazi? Is anybody pro-fascist? Is anybody talking sabotage? Like, we need to know that information. And then, of course, I always think of, like, the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I can't stand it. Okay. So, <laughs> so, allegedly, the Navy says, look, you're not going to get any favors, no special treatment. We just need your help. And Lanza says he'll do it. And according to Joukowsky, a week later, he meets back up with the Office of Naval Intelligence and says, quote, you let me know where you want the contacts made or what you want, and I'll carry on. Mm. So, he's like, I'm in. So he basically had folks spilling to the Office of Navy Intelligence, which I'll just call ONI, about body parts, flares, whatever, like anything that he could get. But folks were kind of wary. Like they're like, why are we going to give you this information? Because they thought that maybe Lanza was like working with the DA. Oh. And this was more about like trying to get them busted for stuff mm. rather than like, here he is supporting the war effort. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think that, don't you think the, I mean, maybe it's my um, knowledge of the mafia and the mob through movies and TV, but like, I always feel like those guys are very patriotic. They're very much about U.S. Yeah. Um, no? Am I crazy? I mean, I think some, I think some, I mean, I think they're out for their own interest. Yeah. You know? But to come here, like, they were all those immigrants, but they came here and they did make and this they're, life. They're Maybe this... it was criminal way, but whatever yeah. they made this, they were able to. I don't know. I mean, in this... I, I mean, I think he wanted to help out, so so maybe. Mm -hmm. But again, people were like, yes, what's going on? They yeah. were skeptical, yeah. So that's when he kind of, like, decides, like, Lucky Luciana, who is still the, the kind of head of this family, mm -hmm. needs to be involved, even though he's in jail, like I said. Um, but in the meantime, there's another mafia figure who was involved in both the Italian and the Jewish mafia, Ooh. who is uh, Meyer Lansky, who, oh. of course, I know in another <laughs> podcast, uh, or one of our early ones, I mentioned that he, um, in Godfather 2, Hyman Roth, is yes. supposed to be based off of Meyer Lansky. And I have to do the quote again. Oh. Your father did business with Hyman Roth. He respected Hyman Roth, but he never trusted Hyman Roth. <laughs> oh, Frankie Five Angels, my favorite. So Maya Lansky, he kind of ruled. So um, the other guy, uh, Lanza, mm -hmm. he kind of like in charge of the ports and like, you know, what's coming in, what's going out, all of that. Meyer Lansky was kind of like running the longshoremen. Okay. Okay, so... To get things off the ship. Right. So yeah. here is this other person. And, but like Lansky, Lanza kind of goes to Lucky Luciano to say like, hey, you know, the Navy is asking this, you know, what do you think? So um, they both kind of go to Luciano to cooperate. And he's like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. And once people hear that Lucky Luciano is like, 
it's a you're Joe. gonna talk to the Navy. Yeah, yeah. People are like, okay, we'll talk to the Navy because they're afraid of him. You <laughs> know, like he, he holds more weight than Dude, anybody else. Have you seen pictures of that guy? I mean, he oh looked my. so scary. Yes. All I mean, this guy Lanza. Yeah. A little scary looking too. Yeah. Um, so in Sally Denton and Roger Morris's book, The Money and the Power, they write about Lansky's involvement in Operation Underworld and noted, quote, a former White House official said that the dirty little secret of Operation Underworld was that the United States government needed Meyer Lansky and organized crime to force an industrial peace and a policing of sabotage on the wharves and in the warehouses. The government turned to him because hiring thugs was what the government and business had been doing for a long time to control workers and because it could conceive little other choice in the system at hand. Jeez. So they're like, you know, it, the idea like this is all kind of always happening and, you know, uh, but there you have it. So mm. uh, Eric Desenhall of the Daily Beast writes that Lansky rec recruited his buddy, Bugsy Siegel. Ugh. It's like all these I famous know. guys yeah. and others to use violence break up Bund rallies. Uh, the Bund were uh, basically German-American Nazi organizations mm. that would put rallies up and they would go in and like... Knock and, fucking and, skulls. Yeah. Nice. And send a message to Nazi sympathizers yeah. like, this isn't happening here. Nice, nice. So <laughs> the DA then arranges to meet with Luciano to kind of set all of this up. And according to a great report on NCIS A History, even though it's like no one's going to get special treatment... You know, we, you're going to give us this info. You're going to help us out. The next thing you know, Luciano is moved to a cushier prison. Oh, gosh. Um, Look at this. He's allowed to meet with his associates to help plan things out for the Navy. But the thing Tina. that is so funny is that um, Luciano's like, oh, I need to meet with my associates. Uh, we're going to help set things up. <sighs> associates are so professional. Right? So <laughs> they're, they're killers. So meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. nobody is there observing what they're talking about. Oh, my God. So you know they're doing mob <laughs> business. <laughs> of course. <laughs> they're only speaking Italian. <laughs> and his lawyer Hot. is present who only speaks English. <laughs> so he's like in the corner, like, I'm just going to read the paper yeah. and hang out. And they're meeting regularly. I love this. And I'm like, how? So great. Like, what is going on? It's so fucking it's good, so though. stupid. I know, but I love it's it. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, these, just, are, these are dangerous, but these are killers. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. They're not your like, associates. Yeah, like, they're, they're fucking hired killers. Yeah, they're hired. They're fucking murderers. Yes. Serial, they're they're, serial killers. They're murderers. murderers. The fucking best part, too, is like, like, it makes you what? think of, like, when you say cushier, like, quarters, it reminds me of... In Goodfellas, when what's when Polly? Oh, when like, they're making the sauce. Oh, with the, the garlic, the garlic with yeah. the razor blade. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, what's what, happening. They're, they're hanging out. Oh, they're hanging God, out. God, it makes me crazy. It's so funny. So uh, Kutowski further notes that basically Luciano set things up like so: quote Johnny Cockeye Dunn and Jerry Sullivan manned the West Side waterfront. Joe Adonis and Frank Costello monitored the Brooklyn side. Mike Lascari oversaw the Jersey Piers. Union cards were procured for undercover O&I operatives who were then hired by hotels, restaurants, bars, piers, truckers, factories, cabarets, and other key businesses. The mobsters even brought Sic Sicilian expats to Haffenden so he could mine their memories for useful information about Sicily in order to plan an invasion. Oh, my gosh. So get out of here. Let's talk about Operation Husky or the attack on Sicily. Holy fuck. Like, this I, is incredible. I was like, how do I not know this story? Oh, Husky. I like it. Yeah. So according to Christopher Klein's article for History, uh, quote, Luciano's contacts even assisted in the Allies' 1943 amphibious invasion of Sicily by providing maps of the island's harbors, photographs of its coastline, and names of trusted contacts inside the Sicilian mafia mm. who also wished to see Mussolini toppled. Dang. So according to John Karaski's All That's Interesting article, Mussolini wasn't popular with the mob because he cracked down on their business. So they're mm. like, we don't like this guy. Yeah. We'll do whatever to get rid of him. Fucking A. So Luciano's contacts were more than happy to like help the cause. And Karaski notes that they could provide that key logistical info to help the U.S. strategize an invasion, right? Yeah. And he also cites a report from the joint... Chiefs of staff at the time that advised, quote, establishment of contact and communications with the leaders of separatist nuclei, disaffected workers, and clandestine radical groups, e.g. the mafia, yeah. and giving them every possible aid. 
And he explains that some of Luciano's contacts in Sicily even fought alongside Americans during that invasion. Wow. So they were like, let's do it. Amazing. It's like, what? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you had strange bedfellows, right? You have a common enemy. Yeah. And then fuck it. Everybody's going to do it together. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to note that uh, Kurosky's article and some other articles also note that Luciano's contributions weren't as big as some make them out to be. But he did provide that info. So I guess it's maybe the extent of that info, the particulars with the contacts, but... They took it. They took it. So there we go. So some of the aftermath. um, Luciano wanted... So even though it was like, no favors, no favors. Mm. He wanted some time shaved off his sentence for his work, right? And so Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm going to call in this favor. And he did this twice. Once in 1943, which was denied. Then again, on May 8th, 1945, which was VE Day, which is Victory in Europe Day. Mm. Then Governor uh, Thomas, New York Governor Thomas Mm. Dewey, commuted the sentence after a recommendation from the parole board. I was wondering if this would be a thing. But it was on the condition that he go back to Italy, (gasps) which he did on February 9th, 1946. So they're like, we'll let you out, but bye, you got to leave. Does he ever come back, though? I don't think so. Oh. Because that's 1946. Yeah. Yeah. So people were pissed that he got off. So then there's this investigation that was launched to see if Luciano's efforts helped in any way. And according to Gutowski, a naval officer testified that, quote, we gained an insight into the customs and morals of these people, particularly Sicilians, the political ideology and its mechanics on lower echelons, the manner in which the ports were operated, the chains of command together with their material culture, which enabled us to carry out the findings and purposes of our mission. So, hey, so yeah, yes. Yeah. So in the end, the O&I basically asked to keep all of this on the hush-hush <laughs> so that it doesn't become an embarrassment for the Navy, like, that they're using the mob. Yes. And so it doesn't jeopardize future undercover operations that they may want to do with maybe shady folks. Yeah. So um, that was that. And then a few points of interest. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be fun to tell how some of the folks mentioned in the story got their nickname. Yes. So, I want to know it. Uh, Charles Lucky Luciano, he got his name because he often avoided arrest mm-hmm. and he won at crap games a lot. So lucky. lucky. Joseph Sox Lanza got yes. his name because he was known for his powerful knockout punches. Like, he <laughs> oh, knock your like, socks off. Yeah. Nice. Like, that was him. And I mean, then, it could be like you take your shoes off and it fucking stinks, but no, this, no. Is, this is a much better yes. mafia esque. Yes. Okay. And then Benjamin Bugsy Siegel got his name because of his hot temper that he was crazy as a bed, bed bug. Whoa. And like, that's how he got Bugsy God, as the name. I love these nicknames. I know. I want to. Mafia nickname. Yes. So uh, the alliance <laughs> with the mob remained a secret until 1977. Wow. When according to an infamous New York um, uh, article, I guess author Rodney Campbell discovered the information and found out about the Navy's role and then like did this whole expose on wow. it. That's so cool. And then Kurosky noticed that Luciano was even being considered for a medal of honor. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get can you imagine? Who said that? A medal of honor. I sound like something so he put again, out there. He, again, he put that out. This is a murderer, <laughs> yeah. right? This guy has gotten people killed. Like, oh I mean, my God. he used intimidation, fear. Ugh. Yeah, like he helped. Oh but I'm going to say that it wasn't for patriotism. It was probably for his own selfish yeah. gain. <laughs> And then they're going <laughs> to give him a freaking medal of honor. No, so no. So thank that's... God. Thank God. But uh, as you know, I don't know how true. I did see that in like a couple things, but I, I don't know the validity of that. Oh but my I, God. I, I that read that so and funny. I was like, you have to be kidding me that <laughs> yeah. that people sat in a room. Yeah. And they were like, oh, maybe we'll give this to Lucky Lucy. Like what in the world? Oh my God. What in the world? <laughs> I feel like people would really lose their mind over yeah, that. Yeah. They Listen. Yeah. Politics is all optics. You I can't mean, fucking do shit like this. You can't do that. So yeah. that's the story of the unlikely mm. partnership between the mob and the Navy. I love it. It's, Wonderful. Isn't that a fun little Tina, story? Tina, anytime <laughs> you're about to say that talks about the mafia, I'm fucking here for it. Oh my God. Here for it. All right. I'm oh. ready. Oh, let me, let me sit back. Let me, let me get a drink. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Let me uh, pop my, I'm trying to get a polar seltzer water sponsorship. I want to be their spokesperson. Let's go polar. I'll talk about you every fucking week on here okay okay let's do it i want to do it <laughs> let me take another sip oh. <laughs> i think the refrigerator is too cold it's a little icy Ooh, <laughs> a little dang. Ice okay so i'm going to talk about former u.s senator from utah arthur brown oh 
So let's get in. This guy's a, he's a real fucking pig. So let's, oh <laughs> let's just God. do it. Let's oh do God. it. So Arthur Brown was born March 8th, 1843. Unfortunately, he's a Pisces like me on a farm <laughs> near Schoolcraft, Kalamazoo County, Michigan. Kalamazoo. Hey. Uh, when he was 13, the family moved to Yellow Springs, Ohio. So his sisters could attend Anatoc College. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It was the first to admit women on the same basis as men. Oh, wow. Which is pretty cool that the family yeah. would move for that, right? So he also attended this college, and he graduated in 1862. He uh, pursued graduate work at the University of Michigan at Ann, Har Ann Arbor and graduated from the law department in 1864. He practiced law in Kalamazoo, where he built a large and successful practice. He married a woman who's only referred to in articles as Mrs. L.C. Brown. Oh, that's nice. So she doesn't even have a name. There's not a lot about her because there's all this other stuff. Yeah. So there's not a lot about this, the first wife. Um, wow. They had one daughter. Her name is Alice. Um, he was active politically, but he never held office despite several tries to secure the nomination for a prosecuting attorney or like district attorney of the city. While he was living in Kalamazoo, he became smitten with a young woman named Isabel Cameron. She was the, she was the daughter of a Michigan state senator and news of the affair soon became public and Brown and his first wife separated. So he has this affair and they separate in 1879 with his reputation damaged because back then it was like yeah, shame, a, shame, yeah. shame, right? Uh, he moves to Salt Lake City, uh, Utah Territory. It wasn't oh, a state yet um, in hopes of being appointed U.S. District Attorney for that for the territory, right? Um, failing to do so, he instead set up a private practice and uh, he was nearing 40 years old and he was a successful attorney. And he so he joins the Republican Party and rose through the ranks there. Okay. Um, yeah. So in 1896, the predominantly Republican legislature elected him and Frank J. Cannon as Utah's first U.S. senators. Wow. Yeah. An office sought by many prominent men as it was the great political prize of the statehood, right? To be the first yes. two senators to go yes. to D.C. I mean, that's... Incredible. You're it's down, going down in history. Yeah, it's amazing. So he, there was two terms that were offered. There was like a long term and a short term because then they, uh, you know, they wanted to elect senators every two years. So one senator was going to get a four year term. The other one was going to get a two year term. Okay. So that they could do another election and have two yes. different people there. You know what I mean? Yes. To stagger it out. So I don't know if he drew, they drew matchsticks or what, but he drew the short term. Okay. So <laughs> he was only there from January 20th. 22nd 1896 until March 4th 1897 um and he was not a candidate for renomination and resumed his practice of law so he didn't oh. run again for the seat um and as far as romance Isabel Cameron had followed him to Utah so ah. this girl that he was involved with wait is he still married right so as soon as his oh, divorce come on from the former Mrs. Brown came through he married Isabel okay. and they were together and they had a son named Max okay okay and this uh, former Mrs. Brown must be like, you know what? You don't need to know me. Let me just, I don't need to be associated with him. With what happens in this with this guy. I mean, I would have been like, if I was her, I'd been on my knees fucking thanking my lucky stars to get that I got away from him when I fucking did. Ooh. I mean, what a lunatic. So, wow. yeah. So he's now 53, right? Um, but he still wants to fuck everyone, right? He still is like chasing girls and chasing oh women. God, settle down. No, that's not a thing. So through his work in the Republican Party, he meets a 19-year-old. Oh, come on, Named guy. Ann Bradley in 1892. He's 53. Ew. Ew. Uh, the two of them began to work closely together. Oh, and by the God. time of his election in 1896, the senator had developed a closer. So this was happening before he was elected senator. Like he was, you know, messing around with her. So they just, they, they get closer and then of course they start having an affair. So a little bit about her. She was born January 7th, 1873 in Kansas city, Missouri. Her family moved to Utah in 1890 and she worked as a clerk in the salt Lake water works department. Um, on September 20th, 1893, she married Clarence Bradley, who was employed with the Rio Grande Western railroad. They had two children together. Um, and she was active in the community community. She belonged to the salt Lake city women's club, the Utah women's press club and the poets Roundtable society. Wow. She was also the editor of the Utah state federation of women's clubs publication. Wow. She was also a Republican, right? So she serves in, in 1900. She served as a secretary of the fifth ward Republican committee and as secretary of the state Republican committee in 1902. So she's doing like yeah, she's doing a the lot work of that we do, yes. right? Like all of this um, cool, like yes. volunteer work, right? And she's a mom and all this stuff. So she starts getting involved with this dope. And she moves out of her house uh, that she was living in with her husband in 1898. 
And she claimed that at first she spurned the advances of Senator Brown, right? Uh-huh. And then she claimed that she fell in love with him. So later on uh, in the story, or later on in, in the, after a whole bunch of other stuff happened, she says, quote, he began coming to my house at un- very unseemly hours, and I told him it must stop. But he answered, darling, we will go through life together. I want you to have a son. And after several months, Ew. we did. Ew. <laughs> I want to put my baby in you. Come on. <laughs> like that's the, you would just want her to be pregnant. What? I, I don't know. Maybe that like, and then maybe like, like that's how you. I can control. I have you forever. Then let me say something else to you. I was I, watching the most, one of the most recent episodes of catfish. Cause I still love that show. Oh, and <laughs> they do everything on zoom now. So, uh, Oh, it's incredible. Funny. It's fucking, it's still good too. Yeah. You're still like, what? Um, this girl, so she was 23 years old. She has three kids. She had a daughter at like nine, 18 or 19 and then she had twins like two years oh, later god completely single mother she's a mail carrier like 12 hour days and she's got oh. this, like, 23 years old right That's so young she's involved with some guy online she doesn't know if it's really him or like what's the deal for like 10 years or something 10 years yeah since they were kids and it's so fucking weird tina so they finally get to the, so they're reading through some of their texts over the years and he's like i can't wait to be with you i can't i'm gonna put a baby in you and she's like you better put a baby in me and i was saying to myself bitch what, what the fuck you you're busy three. you won't you have, have three. Three. <laughs> i'm sorry but if anyone was like i want to put a baby in you that would not that would no. be the thing like ew no yeah. bye i don't want that <laughs> How what? is that a turn on for I people? I don't know. So this is the 1800s, it but this is 2021. <laughs> 2021, the they're like, The same pickup yeah. line is happening. <laughs> what the fuck? That is the weirdest. He has two men have put babies in you. Yes. It didn't work out. Stop putting babies yes. in you. Yes. God damn it. And so I, wait, was the guy the real? Was, or was yeah, it was, it was real. It was real. But he was a but, fucking complete asshole. Wait, but they never saw each other? They never in Saw 10 years like they couldn't you, do a Tina, zoom they couldn't do a facetime welcome to catfish please <laughs> i feel like I remember, show I remember when catfish like first first started like yeah. maybe you could, you could get away with no, like it's red flag today everybody's there is a way to physically their camera's always broken yeah. on their phone camera's broken camera's broken tina no okay my favorite thing is like i don't have social media and within five seconds neve and cammy find like every instagram page this person's ever had and they're like did you even look like did you search oh god it's so fucking good oh that's so funny on the other side you have as many babies as you want i don't don't no, listen no. to me but, have but like 23 and three kids I, I i as judge judy would say i think that you're done now i think that you've you've got enough that's what judge judy yes. would say somebody like i think you're good wow i mean your hands are full Yes. Okay. And then your 20s, man, you want to have some fun. That's the only time in your life where you can just be stupid. You can be carefree. Yes. You can have as little responsibility as you really, well, as an adult. Biggest bowl of condoms next to your bed that you've ever seen. Just (laughs) Just fuck that. It's the time to just really explore the world and find out who you are. Yeah. At the mud house with Cigarette Man. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, mud house. jesus mm. what the fuck <laughs> i wish you why do we not videotape these Tina was like seriously staring at the ceiling going <sighs> what the fuck happened at mud house these walls could talk honey Ooh. oh, oh april is april listening because i used to go to the mud house with her oh my god mm. april give me a call i want to hear some stories okay. all right let's let's get through this so she said that Brown had assured her that he planned to get a divorce from his wife, but he was having problems negotiating a property settlement. Oh, please. <laughs> she oh, said that he gave God. her an engagement ring and that the two of them took a trip to Washington, D.C., along with his daughter, Alice, the first baby from the Virgin. <gasps> On this what? trip, Bradley said that she traveled posing as Brown's wife. And the girl went along with it? What do you mean? Alice? Oh, oh yes! that was the first the wife. First oh, so, okay, never mind. Not the second wife. No, no, no. From the first Yeah, from marriage, the first the marriage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she's she, probably like, okay, dad, whatever yeah, you say. Whatever. So she's, uh, Brown did end up separating from his second wife and was living in Independence Block area of Salt Lake City. In 1902, his wife, Isabel, the second wife, yes. hired a private detective, Samuel Dowse, to follow Brown and Bradley because she had Ooh. suspicions that he's fucking around. Because, and she would know. I mean, Right, because she was in that same... So on September 28th, 1902, both of them were arrested on charges of adultery. (gasps) Oh God, I forgot that like this was a crime back then. Yeah. By this time, Arthur Brown had begun divorce proceedings, but Isabel Brown was contesting the divorce. She had offered to withdraw the charges against Brown and Bradley if he would drop the divorce. 
So she what? wants to stay with him. She what? wants to be with him. No, no, yes. Isabel. Yes. No, Isabel. He refused to do so. And maybe she two... just wants like security, home, money. I mean, Who knows? Maybe she's in love with his sorry ass. Ew, so he no. refused to do so. So he wouldn't. <gasps> He wouldn't say no to the divorce. And the two were jailed for their offense. No. In, in January 1903, Brown and Bradley were once more arrested on adultery charges. So a few months later, they're arrested again. And this affair continued. Like they how, continued. Long do you, how long, I wonder, in Utah, did you end up in stay jail? in jail? Maybe a week. Well, now, now I'm also thinking about when did like the... LDS yeah, yes. start. A lot of what you read about him is saying he's a polygamist, but I don't think yeah. it was a polygamist like no, those. No, no, no. I don't like think the he's LDS. LDS. He's just all over the place. Yeah, he's different. just hooking up with different women. Yeah. So at one point, Isabel confronted her husband with his mistress at a hotel in Pocatello, what? Idaho. She um, is determined. Honey. So she was yelling from outside of the hotel room that her husband and his mistress no. were in there. And she threatened to kill Bradley and Bradley and ordered her husband to open the door to his hotel room or she would mash it in. Oh, my God. That's like uh, uh, to do another mafia. Yeah. Uh, good yes. fellows. <gasps> Janet Rossi Forsey. She's a whoa. She's a stay away from my husband. Oof, with the kids. She's holding the kids. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. That scene is fucking That's scary. so good. Yeah. Oh, I saw... Segway. Yeah. I saw this like Instagram post that was doing um like Sopranos like high school p- photos. Aww. And holy cow. I mean, she was gorgeous in Goodfellas, but my God, beautiful young Dr. Melfi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Lorraine Bracco. Did I ever tell you that, you know, James Gandolfini is from the same place in New Jersey where my friend Alexis grew up. Oh. And he, his dad was the janitor at her high school. <gasps> Ever tell you that? No. I'm pretty sure it was janitor. I'll have to ask her. Yeah. But Gandolfini, like everybody knew Gandolfini was oh. the dad. I know. All right, can we get back to my story? What yes, the fuck? Yes, I'm All sorry. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're not still at the beginning where we're bullshitting. Yes, you know? sorry, <laughs> sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. But you're right. It was like that Janet Rossi in 5B yeah. or whatever. Yeah. What's, what's, what's I think it's part? 4C. 4C. <laughs> of course you know. <laughs> uh, we don't need to get back into okay. that podcast okay. where you killed me. <laughs> what was that podcast? Uh, movie movie battle. Movie, movie battle. battle. Oh, God, humiliated. No. So, um... He, he opened the door and then they spent three hours, uh, or they spent hours, the three of them in this, even in this hotel, just yelling at insults no, and accusations geez. at each other. Like, go home, like fun. Isabel. It's like fun. Isabel needs to go home <laughs> well, and she needs to say, yeah. you know, screw you, yeah. goodbye, give me child support for the son yes. and, and see you later. Like, what are you doing? Oh. What are you doing? I, I mean, I feel like there's so little self-worth that you're going to beg some guy who doesn't want you to be with you yeah no 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 so after the confrontation brown brown gave bradley a revolver for his protect for her protection against his wife so he gives her this gun right oh no um so bradley believed that an arrangement was finally reached in which brown would make a financial settlement so this the and bradley's like okay they're getting a divorce. They're securing a divorce, and now we're going to get married, right? So when why Bradley- would she want to be married to the? Uh, look at this drama. <laughs> I mean, all I can think is he must be a dynamo in the sack. No, uh, maybe it's the say. money. Maybe it's the money. Money, maybe, maybe I mean, like security, maybe you know. I mean, Ugh. God help me. Oh my God, I hate Isaac. marriage anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> never again. So um, they, uh, when Bradley returned to Salt Lake, however, she was told that the Browns had reconciled. No. Okay, so she's got this so, gun. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, what'd you say, motherfucker? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, what did you say? So to make matters oh, worse, Bradley no. was three months pregnant with a no! second child. A second child that she claimed that Brown had fathered. Oh, so dang. Brown promised to make financial arrangements for Bradley and her children. Imagine how wow. insulting that is. So on August 22nd, 1905, Isabel, uh, the wife, wife number two, dies of cancer. <gasps> okay. Are so, they sure? Did he poison her? Was <laughs> oh there God, something that's awful. else? Me, who knows? Let's, I mean, you know, at this point. I don't trust anything. So it just seems very convenient. <laughs> yeah. By this time, Anne Bradley had obtained her divorce and expected a quick marriage to Arthur. So she had finally divorced her husband. And she's like, okay, what's happening? But I he, wonder what her husband's thinking this whole time. I, oh, but knows? she left the state, so he's probably not. Because didn't she follow him? She d- no, no, oh, Anne but she was married in that state. Oh, okay. And Bradley was who he met yes. in Salt Lake. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Mm-mm-mm. Isabel's the one who followed him, and oh, she okay, dies of cancer. Okay. So 
Uh, but he appears to be stalling. Like, okay, you're now your wife is now dead. I'm divorced. Right. What's up, motherfucker? Yes. I'm <laughs> having your, I'm having your baby. Yeah, like what's the fucking deal? So the two that discuss, you said you wanted to put inside me. Yeah. Remember you want me to yeah, have a son? I mean that's to carry thing. on your yeah. fucking genius line. Ugh. Ugh. So, so he, two, does he have someone else on the side? Mm. Oh, come on. <laughs> that dick's oh. busy. <laughs> oh, busy, honey. So the two, the two discussed wedding dates, but Brown kept postponing the nuptials and could not be pinned down about marriage or about his promise to set Bradley up in business like he had been telling her. Oh, <laughs> no. See, that's the money. So she now, but now she, unlike Isabel, yeah. doesn't have a marriage contract. So right. he doesn't have to give her anything, right? No, no. <gasps> But also it's like this bad combination of somebody who's wow. like a guy who's super manipulative, powerful, yes. right? Manipulating Older. somebody who's who's just desperate, oh right? God. Like it's just fucked up. So in December 1906, Bradley became suspicious that Brown had a new girlfriend. And she had found letters that Brown wrote um th- that to Brown from Annie Adams Kiskaden, a mother of a famous actress, Maud Adams, and then she was an, also an actress herself. And Bradley like found these letters and flipped the fuck out. And Bradley, like she flipped out and she believed that these two were planning on getting married. Oh God. So Brown, uh, he, Arthur Brown goes to Washington DC to argue a case before the Supreme court. Um, and, and Bradley follows him there. Oh no. So <gasps> in, she still has the gun. Mm-hmm. Oh, so in Washington, sugars. she went directly <laughs> to the Raleigh hotel where she took a separate room. Cause she knew he was staying there and she gains access to his room and she finds more letters from Annie Adams Cascaden. Wow. In the letters, of course, it suggests that these two are, it says that they're having a relationship and they do plan on getting married. Oh, God. Meanwhile, she has no idea, so right? So she's just sitting in that room reading yeah. these and she letters. She becomes stewing. like super distraught, yes. whatever. So she hears him returning to the hotel and she confronts him. And she later on would say that she doesn't remember exactly how it went down, but she explained what happened next was that Brown rushed her and he grabbed her. And she pulled out the revolver and she shoots him. Mm-mm. Okay. She was standing at that door with that gun drawn. <laughs> right. Waiting for him to walk yeah. in. And she's just like, screw you. Yeah. Oh, totally. That's what it was. She wasn't at, com- I don't no. believe that. I think she was like, yeah. Die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be? He's fucking wow. with her all wow. the time. Wow. So the hotel manager went to the room after hearing the shot and found Brown fully dressed on the floor in the center of the room. And Brad- Bradley was standing near the dresser and the manager bent over and asked Brown what was wrong. And he replied, quote, she shot me. End quote. <laughs> <gasps> A bullet had struck him in the abdomen and launched, lodged in his pelvis. Ooh. Maybe won't be fucking anymore. Yeah. The manager waited for the arrival of police and an ambulance, and he noticed the the weapon was a thirty two caliber revolver resting on the bureau. And Brown dies four days later. Wow. At age sixty three. Wow. Now, do oh, I feel no. sorry for this person? No. No. You reap what you sow, motherfucker. Wow. I am sorry. Wow. Yeah. So at her trial, Bradley claimed temporary insanity and she was defended by Orlando W. Was she Powers. pregnant at the time or had she? I already? think she Well, let, let me get into okay. that because she so she's defended by Orlando W. Powers, a prominent Utah attorney and former judge. And she was given a medical examination, an examination, which disclosed that she had suffered several miscarriages oh, and had undergone three abortions, <gasps> which I think were from this guy. Yeah. Listen to this. Jesus. She claimed that the last of these had been performed a few weeks earlier by Brown himself. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh, no. She subsequently so she was. Said she's a mess. She's a fucking she's mess. She's a mess. She subsequently was hospitalized for a, for a, quote, badly lacerated cervix. End oh, quote. my God. Like, he's a fucking monster. No, this is. He, he's a, he's a sa- My God. Yeah. He tortured her. Yes. Yes. Wow. She entered a plea of innocent by reason of temporary insanity and her trial in November 1907 ended after a month with a simp- when a sympathetic jury acquitted her. Oh, thank God. She returned to Utah working at various jobs before opening an antique store in Salt Lake City that she operated until her death at age 77 on November 11th, 1950. Wow. Wow. That's my story. She probably couldn't even ever have children again. Oh, no, no, no. Wow. Tina. Wow. What a nut job. Yeah. Well, he's a U.S. Senator, too. <laughs> he's a U.S. Senator. What why? A, why? I why? don't know. I well, mean, why are these the people that are in charge that are in these powerful positions? Like, I, I can't women. believe that he potentially 
and that kiss performed Kayden. an abortion yes, after yes. after saying to her like he wants to plant that seed and how do you do that how do you even convince her at that point oh, you know what i mean yeah Ugh. this isn't the right time who knows and you can't really go to a doctor at that point because oh my right? god oh 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 my god tortured god women what women we just how uh, suffering after suffering after suffering at the hands of men mm. Well, I mean, listen, if you want to start writing some uh, spells up, or what did she call them? Ooh. What did she, what did she call them? Um, spells. Uh, uh, were they like um, um, an incantation? <laughs> yeah, or? was she, she like burned yeah. playing cards and shit? Yeah, let's Put do me it. on that email list. Yeah. I don't need to get spam from the kid's school. I yeah. want spam from her with some yeah. fucking, like, here's the... Get charm. Yeah, yeah, I want to know Tell what, me what you mean to the do. charm. Tie some twine around a dead bird and bury it. <laughs> Shit, sit on fire. Fucking hey, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, we should have like a special like muck. Let's oh make up God. a muck a muck charm. Yes, let's do it for the political season. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> oh, dude, your SpongeBob fucking meme was so goddamn <laughs> funny. I can't even fuck. You're oh so good my at God. that shit. My so. Uh, I have t- you know, the two boys and one of them thought it was hilarious. And the other one was like, eh, it's okay. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know that it's funny. Yeah. One of you but, has a sense of humor. But I guess. you are too cool for school because you're so old. <laughs> my God. Oh my God. So first week of school is done. Yes. I mean, first week, my kids are, I, I swear to God, I woke my son up on Wednesday. Last Wednesday was his first day of school. And he wakes up and he goes, I can't wait for school to be over. And I'm yeah. like, you haven't even gone in for the yeah. first day. I died laughing. I died yeah. laughing. My my uh, my youngest is feeling the same way. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm looking forward for, to our first long weekend. Yes. Um, and I'm also looking forward to some end of COVID. Ugh. These spikes, the up and down, the up and down, because now we're in like one of those high points. But then does that mean the next surge is going to be higher? Like, you know, I, I wish I understood. And I would also like on Little Muck to maybe talk to, um, you know, a, a scientist who understands mm. this and like the science and politics. Because this to me is so interesting that there is this lack of trust in the science. Yeah. And, you know, what what are scientists doing to combat that? Mm. I don't think there's enough of them doing that. You know, I saw a TikTok video that Leslie, oh God, I don't remember her name right now. She was on SNL. She's so funny, but she had a TikTok video up where it's a scientist screen. It's like side by side with some fucking back anti-vaxxer and the anti-vaxxer is going on and on. Scientist goes, nope, that's not true. That's not true. It's actually this that does it. Oh no, your B cells do that. Oh no, 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 no. Like it's like, she's just, the anti-vaxxer is going on and on about how this thing's going to attack your brain. The vaccine's oh going to attack God. your organs. It's going to attack your, you know, your uterus. I'm just like, what the fuck? Just such false information. False information. And I got to tell you something else. I'm glad this is at the end because maybe people won't won't hear that. We'll get to this part. But we've had five fucking law enforcement officers die this week. This week from COVID. A 27-year-old Fort Lauderdale Road Patrol woman My who God. had a two-year-old daughter. Ugh. 27, healthy, died of COVID. I got stuck in her funeral possession. <laughs> 25 minutes of police cars went by uh, That's when terrible. I was going back to work. Terrible. It's terrible, but it's starting to, it's a pattern, Tina. So why are people, who are, who's dying of COVID right now? Unvaccinated. Unvaccinated. Why would a police officer who works in the public, with the public, not be vaccinated? Number one, she's, a, that is a threat to people she's coming in contact with. Yeah. Right? Like you're in contact with people. Number two, you are going to be infected. So why aren't you vaccinated? Uh, again, what are you? It's, well, now, it's, now it's this, who, it's this belief. That, that's right. Now these know? are police officers yeah. that are aligning with this wild way of thinking. Right. Well, and I, I think it, 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 I think it just crosses in every group. You know, but I think five in, in one every, week is fucking insane. I think in every group, um, in education, and mm-hmm. you know, and yes. I, in education, I often wonder, like, you're in the field of education, and that. That you don't right. The week before school starts, four Broward County teachers or an and an assistant, three teachers and an assistant, all died of COVID. Yeah, it's what terrible. The fuck? It's terrible and it's scary. It is fucking scary. 
it's scary. And I'm, I want my booster. And I took yes. the J&J shot. And so there's no booster yet for the J&J mm. shot. And so I'm like so nervous about that. I've been reading that people with the J&J shot can maybe do the Moderna booster. Mm. So I got to look into that. I'm going to talk to my doctor. But, you know, I want the booster. Just oh, because I, yes. you know, especially like in my, I am around hundreds of people daily you know yes. what I mean in close contact with a large amount of people in a small space every day you know like, I can get mine I can get mine in December yeah because I'm and I'm gonna fucking get it like, yeah that's it I don't fucking care yeah as soon as I can do mine or the Moderna or whatever it is like I'm gonna I gotta schedule it yeah I know <sighs> all right well let's make those calls we're gonna call some people right now let's yes. do it all right bye bye have a good week everybody bye If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. 